Welcome back to Snap Judgment, the performance episode. Today, we're exploring the magic behind the stagecraft. And for our next story, I'm super excited for you to hear it. It's from Snap Judgment Live. And you know, we save you the very best seat in the house. And please note, this story does address matters of a sexual nature. Sensitive listeners should be advised. Get ready for Snap Judgment Live. She is the founder of the TMI storytelling event. Put your hands together for Gina Gold. I'm 10 years old. There's a pimp that lives in my building, and I hate him. And somebody needs to do something about it. He thinks that nobody knows that he's a pimp, but I can hear him yelling at his prostitutes, beating them up, and I'm gonna take action. Because I have been watching this TV show called The Secrets of Isis. And Isis is a low-budget superhero, and she fights local crime. So I decide I'm going to be Isis, and I'm going to save the prostitutes. So I devise a plan. I'm going to take a picture of the pimp in action. And then I'm gonna send the photo to the New York Times. And then they're gonna put it on the front page with a caption that says, there's a pimp in 5G. (laughs) And that's gonna set the prostitutes free and I'll be Captain Save-A-Ho. grab a camera and I wait till I hear the pimp out on the payphone and I run out onto my terrace and I say hey pimp and he looks up and I snap the photo then I duck down like a spy and I crawl back into the apartment and that night there's a knock on the door so I get out of bed And I peep around the corner, and I see my mom opening the door to a very angry pimp. And he's got a prostitute on either side. And I think, "Uh uh-oh, I don't think my plan worked. And then he immediately starts in, and he says, bitch. Your daughter took a picture of me, and I want it back. Bitch, your bitch-ass daughter shouldn't be taking photos of me. I want it back right now, or my bitches are going to hold you down and beat your ass. Bitch. And I was like, oh, no. I'm not ISIS at all. And now my mother's gonna get her ass whooped by a pimp. 
And then my mother, she pops herself up from five foot three to six foot eight. And she stood there in a red Afro wig and daishiki. And she said, I don't know what you're talking about, but take your hat, take your friends here, turn around, and get the hell away from my door. And don't you ever refer to my daughter as a bitch ever again. As a matter of fact, don't even look at her. And she got that like exorcist thing going in her voice. She said, don't even look at her. And the pimp wasn't expecting it, so he kind of jumped back. And then he tried to save face by saying, yeah, well, don't let me have to come up here again. And my mother said, get the hell away from my door. And then she slams the door and she turns around and my shoulders go up. I'm like, oh my God, this is gonna be really bad. And my mother looks at me and she says, don't take pictures of pimps. <laughs> so when I got older, that pimp was just one in a, an assortment of creeps. I, I was constantly being harassed by men all the time, and I never did anything about it. And by the time I got in my early 20s, I was tired of it. So I packed my bags, I moved to California, and I decided that I was going to take a little bit of that power back. So, I put on my go-go boots, a long black wig, and some false eyelashes, and I took my place on the stage at the Lusty Lady in San Francisco. Beside my fellow dancers, Insertia, Velveeta, Cheese Whiz, and Lotta Latex. And I, behind glass, finally felt the power and control that I always wanted. And I watched their desperate eyes following me, and they were looking at me. And as I teased them, I felt myself getting more and more powerful. Behind that glass, who's in control now? But then, when my shift was over and I wasn't behind glass anymore, I was no longer in control. That night, I went home from my shift and I got on the BART train and this tall white man got on the BART train with me. And he locked eyes with me and he wouldn't look away. 
And I was scared because we were the only two on the BART train. And when I got off in Berkeley, he got off. And I walked through the BART station and he was right behind me. And when I came out, it was really dark in the parking lot. So I try to lose him in between the cars. So I'm walking, I'm weaving in and out of the cars, and I look and I see that he's right behind me. So I break into a run and I start to run for the stairs. And I think if I can make it to the top of the stairs, maybe he won't be able to get to me. And I get to the top of the stairs, but then I see he is right on my heels. And just then, carload of young black men come by and they say, get the hell away from her. And he runs away. So the next day, I march into the lusty lady and I say to Pat, the manager, look, Pat, um, I really need to work day shifts from now on because someone followed me from the BART station. And she said, okay, calm down, Isis. Now, What did you do when he followed you? And I said, I didn't do anything. I don't have any control over people following me. And Pat said, of course you have control. As a matter of fact, I want you to practice. You're behind glass. Customers are not allowed to direct the show. So if a customer comes in and he says, let me see your ass, I want you to say this very important line. So I lean in like Luke Skywalker and she's Yoda because I'm thinking, oh, she's really going to drop some science right now and give me some advice. And I wait for the line and she says, this is not Burger King. You can't get it your way. That's the line. She said, yes. I, I said, okay, well, I guess I'll give that a try. So I went on stage, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting for an opportunity for someone to come in so I can try out this line. And I was working a six-hour shift, and nobody came in. And finally, at the end of six hours, I was standing there like this. And this man comes in, and he says, turn around. And I said, <clears throat> this is not McDonald's. You think you can get a Happy Meal with that? The window slams down. I felt a little more confident. And then a minute later, happens again. A man comes in and he says, yo, yo, turn around. And I said, this is not Burger King. You you, you can't get it any way that you might want it that might work for you. <laughs> and he apologized. And I thought, wow, okay, maybe I can try this out on the street. So that night, I walk up and down Market Street. <laughs> And it was just one creep after another. And I'm just blasting them like ISIS. And I say, what? I don't care if you didn't order the double Whopper, okay? 
Chicken McNuggets come in six, nine, and 12 pieces, okay? Gordita Crunch? I don't think so. Wait your turn. And finally, the man that was always harassed me, even pinching me on the ass sometime, I said, this is not Burger King, okay? And no, we are not bringing back the McRib. Oh my God, I was sticking up for myself. I had a voice, I had done it. I was so excited to go into the lusty lady and tell Pat what I had done. And when I got there, she was gone without a trace. No explanation of what happened to her. And Pat was replaced by Vivian. And Vivian was mean. The first thing she did was to get rid of the sign in the lobby that said, please do not direct the show. She even got rid of the tampon bar. Then she fired Octopussy and Polyester. And then she called me into her office and she said, Isis, you are here to please the customers, okay? They're not here to please you. I'm really glad that you're a busty, but you're also a woman of color. And I cannot have four women of color on the stage at one time. I'm not racist. Okay, it's just the way it is. And also, I want to state that you're overweight by about 10 pounds, and you need to lose it, and I'm suspending you. But I'd like you to not lose it in your breasts. Close the door on your way out. I was pissed. I could not believe she said that to me. I walked into the undressing room, and I see Cheese Whiz is sitting there crying, looking in the mirror, and I said, what's the matter? She said, Vivian said one of my breasts was higher than the other. And I said, oh, that is it. I am going to do something about this right now. I'm going to make Vivian disappear. She's going to be gone. And Cheese Whiz said, wait, what does that mean? And I said, don't worry about it. It's the curse of Isis. Just know that she's going to be gone. And I walked out and I went on the slim fast plan and I lost one, two, and then after five pounds, I said, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. I look fine the way I am. I look great even. I cannot do this. So I go back to the lusty lady. No sooner did I get there, I'm walking down the hall and Cheese Whiz comes running over. Oh my God, oh my God, Isis. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you did it. Oh my God, what, what are you talking about? And she said, Vivian is being arrested. She was caught 
embezzling. Can you believe that? Come with me. So I walk with her, and we go into Vivian's office, and Vivian is crying. She's got mascara running down her face. She's got an eyelash stuck to one cheek, <laughs> and a police officer on either side. And I was like, oh, oh, and she starts walking towards me, like dead man walking, and I say, hey, pimp. And she looks over at me, and I say, um, this is not Burger King. You will never get it your way. Thank you. Gina Gold, ladies and gentlemen, see this amazing performance for yourself in Technicolor Magic. Go to Snap Judgment's Facebook page. It's right there. And when Snap returns, he made one of the most popular shows ever. But what made him find out? When the Snap Judgment performance episode continues, stay tuned.